to the Divorce Devil Podcast, a show tailor-made for those stepping out of the divorce recovery space. Follow your hosts, David and Rachel, as they dive into the all-too-familiar shitstorm of the more-than-interesting end-of-the-road divorce topics, stories, and discussions. While realizing it can be a trying stage, they have been where you are and understand the struggle. And yes, the struggle is real. They know that recovery can be such a clusterfuck. Check out the podcast if you feel like you're juggling chainsaws, then strap in and hold on for some honesty, authenticity, and hard-in-your-face irrefutable truths. This innovative podcast is not for the faint-hearted, so if you can't handle the certain truths, just keep it moving. If you can, welcome to the show. Uh, welcome, everybody out there, to Divorce Devil episode 125. That's like a, is that a prime number? I think it is. Yes. I don't fucking know. Five times, five times 25. Not a, not a mathematician. Five times 25, sure. prime number. No, it's not a prime number. So No, because yeah. five. Yeah, by five. Other things. All right, here we go. Go uh, into it. Uh, um, Divorce Devil episode 125. Today we're talking about something interesting. We're talking about, so I read this post on Facebook this morning and it says. That's where we get all uh, of our news. Yep, yep. Divorce is okay. Breaking up is okay. Starting over is okay. Moving on is okay. Saying no is okay. Being alone is okay. Why is not okay staying somewhere that you? Why is it not okay staying what somewhere that okay? you're not happy, valued, or appreciated? That's not okay. Well, what he meant to say is, what is not okay is staying somewhere that you aren't happy, valued, yeah, that's what or I meant. appreciated. Yeah, that is not okay. That's not okay. So, so this is the okay episode. Okay. Okay. Not K. That's different than okay. Like super K, but okay. Yeah, but K is like an answer to a to a X. Yeah. Yeah, K. Okay. Yeah, okay. But no, uh, this is okay. There's lots of K's. Like so. Okay. And the different okay. phases of divorce, mm-hmm. uh, you need to be okay. You need to be okay with being alone. You yeah. have to learn. Well, well, it's a learning process. So you learn how to be okay. You learn how to break up is okay. You learn how to moving on is okay. So yeah. I, I think, too, one of the things when you're going through anything, whether it's divorce, grief, whatever it is, any situation that's challenging in your life, you a lot of times don't feel like you're allowed to be happy. You're allowed to be, you know, have a good time or go on a vacation or spend money or do this. And it's okay to do whatever you need to do. To get through to the next day, the next minute, the court date, you know, sign the papers, telling people for the first time, like telling your family for the first time, like what's happening. Oh, man, that was not okay. Or sitting your kids down and telling them like mommy and daddy aren't going to be together anymore. You know, we still love you, but we just aren't. This is not about you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And this is not our, you know. Because of you, you know, one of those things. So I think whatever it takes to get through the tough times is okay. But what's not okay is you sacrificing your happy to make others happy, sacrificing your health because you don't know what else to do. So I feel like getting stuck in any of the unhealthy parts of this is what we're saying is not okay. You need to recognize. But you have to go through the health, yeah. the unhealthy yeah. parts. Though. You, I feel yeah. you need to do all the things. You need to feel all the stuff. And, feel all the feels. Yeah, and just don't get stuck in the the hate, the Ooh, anger, the, the what, grief, the, what? The, hate. the what, the hate, the hate. Don't get stuck there. Don't stay in the hate. Because the only one it's affecting is you. Favorite things of 
that I say, and, and I'm just kidding, but I'm curious, um, that it's okay to hate your ex. And then I put a little moniker just for a little while. Yeah. Because sometimes you have to feel it. Yeah. And I, I put that on Facebook once, and this guy just trashed me about it. Well, and it's okay because the hate is you're releasing that feeling of, yep. like, disgust or whatever brought you to that. And even if it's just you didn't feel valued, you didn't feel like you were a part of mm-hmm. that family, you need to get rid of that feeling in you. And it may not be hate. It just may be, like, it may be sadness. It may be, like, you know, how could have I, how could I have stayed in that so long when I knew it was bad for me, but... Me deciding it's bad for me is also affecting other people. So I think, you know, you don't want to stay in the anger. You don't want to stay in the hate because the only person that's really affecting you when you lay down at night is you. Yeah, but when you first go through it, you got to go through it. You got to get all that, like, negative energy out of your body because it can make you sick. Stress can make you physically sick. And never, 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 ever hate yourself. Hate others. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> think about that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I think. Hate, hate others. Don't hate yourself. Well, and I think when Just you're. Just for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think, too, when you're first going through it, you may not hate yourself, but you're like, I can't believe I failed. I I'm can't a loser. believe yep. this. I can't believe that about yourself. And I, I think we have said this from, you know, when I first started the podcast saying you need to recognize your part in it. You may not have caused it in the end or the, mm-hmm. the definite or pulled the plug or whatever, but marriage is two people. And if you're not trying to give a hundred percent and you're only giving 10 expecting your partner to give all the rest, that's, that's, What's the word? That's a weight that you're putting on that person, and then they're having to figure out how you feel and all their stuff. So there's so much weight. It's almost like unrealistic expectations. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling. And, like, with grief, there's so many stages, like, you know, denial, all this stuff. You can't be in denial going, oh, I'm not getting divorced. Well, no, you are. You Mm -hmm. you are getting divorced. But – and. I know people who will not sign the paperwork and it takes forever to prove to a court that this is going to happen. So I I think if you get stuck in any of those things, you may need outside help. You may need someone say, hey, you know what? You've been really sad for five years. You need to (laughs) figure it out. Yeah. You know, because that's a long time. Or even a week or a couple of weeks, you know, you got to figure that shit out. Yeah. Yeah. isn't anger one of the seven steps of grief? Uh, in the divorce, well, steps. In, anything grief, yeah, grief. I, yeah, yeah I, think it is, I think I think it's it is. five, but they've extended to seven. So, yeah, but there's got to be a differentiation differential between anger and hate. Yeah, yeah, hate hates like that deep seated, down dirty south. That's that, I think yeah. hate in any anything that you speak about and you use the word yeah. hate is that extreme feeling of I'm right, everything else is wrong, and there's nothing you're going to change. Nothing you're going to say is going to change my mind about it. You know, like, I think we've started a lot of, in society, when you put, you know, hate on anything, you're not willing to learn or accept somebody else just because you hate them. Mm -hmm. And why do you hate them? There's all these different things that can cause someone to hate someone, an experience, you know, the way someone treated you, the way this happened, you know, 
whatever it is, you know, like if someone that you knew was a police officer and you were in a relationship with them and they were abusive and they were this and they were that, you don't necessarily hate police. You hate the person that was a police. That's Mm -hmm. his title, not his personality, right? So we need to get down to what hate means, why you hate something. And it's usually a trauma trigger. It's usually, you know, divorce is a trigger. Yep, a hell of a trauma trigger. Because it's got all the feelings. It has all the things. Like a... Like when someone sick passes away and you know they're going to pass away, that's different than someone dying unexpectedly, right? Yeah. Or the age of a person when they pass away. Or, But if you know that your your marriage is in the pooper. Well, and again, I you, said. You know, sometimes you know ahead of time. But your not marriage all the time. can be sick, right? Yeah. Your marriage can be sick for a long time. You know it's sick. You don't think it's terminal. But once you decide that it's terminated, it's. And there's one person that has to decide. Yeah. Just one person. Yep. And again, it's. And if you're the person that hasn't decided and you're not willing to do it, that can be a, that can be somewhere you're stuck. You know, like if one person says, I want a divorce, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. And the other person's like, I don't want a divorce. Like, no, I don't want to, I don't want mm-hmm. that. But if you don't have communication from the beginning or you don't have communication in your marriage anymore, Doesn't it's going to lead to that. So, yep. and if one person signs off, like checks out, it's really hard to get it back unless both people are willing to. See past their flaws. So what's some of the ways people can move on, you know, after breaking up? And, and when I was just talking marriages, you yeah. know, some people have been in long-term relationships, longer oh, yeah. than marriages. Mm-hmm. And when they break up, it's like breaking up a marriage. My mom and her boyfriend were together for 22 years. Damn. And definitely a lot of alcohol involved. And then um, my mom's like, okay, my mom was trying to do better. And he just was, that's what's, that's what's his thing, you know? And she moved, she moved down to Florida where my sister was. And unfortunately he passed away and then my mom passed away. And while, when he passed away, her hurt that he didn't love her enough to let her be there, you know, for the rest of their lives Mm -hmm. because of the decisions he was making, um, really traumatized her. And like, I really think she had a broken heart, but her leaving, it was almost harder than my mom and dad when they broke up. Wow. Because my dad's like, I'm not happy. You don't make Maybe me happy. Maybe she was She's- more invested. Yeah. Yep. And I think she realized that people can leave even if they are married. So she didn't want to get married again. So she was just like, nope, I'm not getting married. Well, that didn't help her, did it? No. And yep. and uh, that's a long time. I mean, yep. <laughs> you know, I was a senior in high school when they started dating. And he was he technically was our stepdad. Because when my mom and my, they lived together, we did everything together. Yeah, we did vacations together. And, you know, they're breaking up. I don't think she ever really made in her head. It was never official. Like there was always hope. Even when she met another guy, like, you know, casually dating or whatever, or just going to the beach or whatever, she still was in love with um, him. So it, I think it was harder because there was no thing, nothing binding them. But they were basically a law. What is it? Um, common law. Common law. So yeah. let's talk about something that we hardly ever talk about. Let's talk about. So you're divorced a couple of years. Why is it so hard for people to start over? Um, I think th- I think it's hardest to start over when you haven't dealt with the things that were bad in your marriage. Like if you don't think you did anything wrong in your marriage and now you're divorced because someone else said that your marriage wasn't great. In if you're in denial, if you're stuck in denial, mm-hmm. you're like, I didn't do anything wrong. So now 
I'm not going to get another one when someone else can pull the plug on me. I'm not going to get in another. I'm not going to give my heart to someone else because I see how easily if I'm married and have been invested to this person for 24 years. Because almost not want to take a chance. Yeah. And you don't want to have that hurt again because divorce is so hurtful. Because you have the times yeah, where it's bit. like, you're an asshole, you're yeah. this, I'm going to take the kids, you have no money, blah, blah, blah. So all these things, like, I don't want to, you don't want to go through that again. But I think in a new relationship, because you even dating and all that, in a new relationship, you have to be willing to say, this is not my old relationship. This is not my marriage. This is not a failed relationship after my marriage. Mm-hmm. You, And it really is, I think... The walls are really thick in a new relationship after divorce. We got to find a man, woman who went through an amicable divorce. We've never had that. Hmm. I think mine was semi, but I, there was a lot of like. No, I mean, strangely amicable oh, yeah. divorce. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, like, kumbaya, you know, they're, they're, they're out, out there. They're out there. I'm like, damn, how did you do We need to get it? what's her name on the horn and see what amicable cool. divorce where she didn't have to give a lot of coaching, oh. our guest. Okay. Um, so I think, you know, a lot of times that new relationship can be like, well, what am I going to do wrong this time? Or what is that? What? What's going to happen? The shoe dropping. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I don't know. I can only speak as a girl. Um, I think a lot of times when you're in a new relationship and you're not sure or you don't feel safe or you're not, you don't know where you fit into something, mm-hmm. um, you can doubt everything. And so I I think that's where a lot of people stay. I'm, again, with men too, I'm sure it happens. It's like, I'm not going to put my faith in some other human mm-hmm. when the only person I can count on is myself. And the walls that I built up are made of steel, concrete, Moon rock, whatever, like just so you can't hurt my heart. But then you find someone who who grabs your heart and caresses it. That's what oh, she said. Caress my heart. <laughs> I'm pretty no, 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 sure no, no, that's no. not the word she was going to Not bless your heart. Bless your heart. Uh, caress my bless heart. No, no, caress my heart. Yes. There's, there's somebody out there who needs and wants to caress your heart. Yeah. And I think, too, like, you're like, well, at some point, this person's going to fail me because if they're 24 years, that person failed you either side. Um, why would I put more time so into someone else? So, in your serious relationship now, how long did it take you to lose that feeling? I think... <laughs> Hoping well, it's gone. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hoping that feeling's gone after... Well, because we were dating, too, because my divorce kept, like, got... Pro- um, postponed a couple times because of COVID, and you that's know, right. You couldn't wait. You talk about me, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. so when we first met, like he's the one who said he loved me first, and I was just like, "Well, what does that mean?" Like, because I never don't mess this up. I even in don't my don't mess this up. Even in my relationship before that, there was no "I love you" talk. Mm. It was like, "Oh yeah, we're, this is a definitely you know fun." No motions. Yeah, but when a guy says I love you, it's different than I love you with a girl. Really? <laughs> Fuck you, David. <laughs> Fuck off, David. <laughs> when, a, when a guy says he, he he loves you, it's kind of like peeing in the bushes. We all do that. We all pee in the bushes. Okay. All right. So we you all say I love you. You just need to do a stand up. I get fucking poison ivy on my ass. So, That's all. Okay. So, David. Uh, <laughs> Oh, no. I'm sure he meant it. He did mean it. 
David, we about to fight. I'm gonna have to get some of my work friends. Thank you. You don't know my middle name, David. Right now, David Marcus. Is that your middle name? Yes. I'm David so Marcus. Thank you for sharing yeah, that now. Because now you're in trouble. David Marcus. I'm just gonna call you on Facetime. And go, David Marcus. David you're Marcus. Um. No, he did mean it. Aww. Okay. Oh, he did. Yeah. He, he wanted to caress your heart. That's it. Yeah. Just my heart. Just your heart. <laughs> <laughs> Caress that heart. <laughs> it is on my chest, so oh. I guess that works. <laughs> oh. I got to do a do a deviation here. So we've been watching uh, Jury Duty. Jury Duty. Yeah, uh, on um, oh Prime, Prime, I think, but it's on freebie. Okay. And so it's this guy, uh-huh. and they, they it's kind of like punked. So the judge is fake, the the litigants are fake, all the jury people's fake except for him. And he doesn't know. So he thought he got called to jury duty to do like a, a expose. So his cameras and stuff. This thing goes for nine episodes and, and everything goes wrong in this show. It goes to shit. How did they pick this guy? Oh, they picked the perfect guy because he was cool. But, but you got to watch it though. Oh my God. Jury duty. You would laugh. It is. Jury duty. But. Gut splitting funny. That's awesome. Oh, anyway, okay, I'm sorry. If okay. it's on Prime, I can watch it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. No, I think I think too, like I I think I think I've mentioned the first time like at when I was going through my divorce that I actually laughed and didn't feel yeah. guilty about it. I think one of the other things that set me off when you sent me this, what we're gonna do today, was I can remember people saying to me, like, you don't seem like you're going through a divorce because you're smiling or you don't seem like you're doing it. I was like, so they want you to be mean and mad. They want me to be crying, you know, tears out so they can gossip or whatever. But I go, the the reason I got through is because I was able to smile, grit my teeth, Mm -hmm. like fake or not smile. It, I had to change my mood, especially because I'm an elementary school nurse. Right. So, I think a lot you of people couldn't help, wa- you couldn't heal people with a scowl on your face. Yeah, and I think a RBF. lot of people want you to be like, "Well, is me," and they're like, "Well, she's pathetic. Like she's going through a divorce, so just that." She wants she to put a bandaid on me, but she has RBF face. But it's okay. Like I, I don't know, it scares me. It's okay to be okay. Yeah, it's okay to have R- RBF face. Yeah. Wow. I have that face where if something's like freaking me out or if someone's like annoying me, I'm like. I cannot cover it. So it, it gets me in trouble sometimes. Like, I, what the hell? You have those friends at work that are like, fix your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, Janisha. <laughs> Thanks, Janisha. <laughs> so, yeah, fix your face. But, yeah, so I think it's okay to feel okay because most of the time you don't. And if you are feeling it, who gives a shit what anybody else is saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a hard someone, thing, too, not yeah. to care what people think. That's, yeah. a, that's a hard, or hard You're already judging yourself. Yeah. You've already judged yourself. So why not let them judge you? Yeah. And it really got, I mean, I always say I don't give a fuck. But there is a long time in my life where I gave too much of a fuck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That what. Just, just, wait, to, just wait to get to my age. How people And then have more you. events happen to you. I don't yeah. care about shit right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're like. <laughs> I don't care about shit. I, I Seriously. I can see out my left. Yeah. We're good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, I think it, it's okay to be okay. It's okay to have a bout of laughter or, you know, not think about the divorce or what mm-hmm. has happened or why you're going through it or, you know, what custody is going to look like or how much money you have in the bank. It's okay. And anybody it's that's going to be not, okay. Yeah. And, and that's, I think that's part of it too is it's either okay or it's not. And when it's worried about shit, you yeah. can't control is yeah. such a waste, but you have to learn that. That's a, that's a learned behavior. Yeah. And I, 
you know, my daughter's graduating college and she broke up with her boyfriend and all this stuff and she's moving. And I said, the only way you get to the point of where I am is experiencing all the shit. And I don't want you to ever be sad and I don't want you to have to go through all the crap of life. But unless you go through it, you will never really understand what someone is feeling or how it feels. Like she lost grandparents, but she was young. Um, you know, we've moved. She's gone to college. She lost a boyfriend. All these things. These are all life. All bringing her to hopefully a magnificent life or where she succeeds and has a, a partner, whatever. She, if she wants to stay single, children, whatever it is. But I can tell her all day long about something, but until she experiences it, she doesn't get it. The light bulb doesn't go on. And, you know, Again, I'm going to still tell her all the things I've experienced. Hopefully, she doesn't have to go through the extent of it. You know, we're doing the same thing that our parents did to us. So, it's just a generational thing. Yeah. So, it's like, until you've gone through a divorce, when you're on the other side, will you be like, you know, I wish I was less angry? Or, you know, because there was times where I was just so fucking pissed off that no one listened to me. And now, it's like, you're going to fucking listen to me. Uh, And that took not being a doormat. Mm-hmm. How I got to that was being at rock bottom. Yeah, no place to go but up. Yeah. So again, it's okay to be it's okay to be okay going through a divorce, and you know, if someone approaches you and says that you're not the definition of what divorce set, looks like, said enough, say, mad you know enough. what? I'm going to need you to back the fuck up. Yeah. I'm so, going to need you to step off. That's still a thing, or that's yeah, from like the off. '90s. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, pitch perfect, probably yes. Something. Pitch, pitch Perfect does 2023. David right. Webb. David Marcus. Pitch Perfect. <laughs> Girl, I need you to step off with yeah. me. And again, whatever feeling that you need to go through is okay. Just don't get stuck there. All right. Famous last words from Rachel. That's it. That's all I got. Okay. All right. So once again, it's okay to feel okay. Be okay. Be mad. Be angry. Be hateful. Not to yourself. To others. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And sometimes just getting that out is is mm-hmm. so healing like because you're not sitting in it you're not making that part of your energy so it's okay you want to zen space do it you want to start yoga do it you want to sit and do nothing do it do it you want to binge netflix do it. or prime jury duty do it jury duty Look and at it's it. okay to watch funny movies because you're gonna cry anyway so just laugh Either when you're crying from, so laugh and cry uh, together <laughs> yeah okay yeah like, oh, I gotta go to court. Oh, jury duty's on. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you for, or, or Thank everybody. you for listening to uh, episode, uh, everybody get risky. Um, 125. Episode 125. Not a prime number. Not a prime number. Or a prime number. Yeah. <laughs> it is a prime number. It's not a prime number. Not a prime number. Right. We're not doing math on this show, so everybody, whatever he says, I can hear. Everybody, thank you for listening. Um, happy Friday. All right. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.